Thriving and Thriving is the career development podcast inspiring you to make some bold changes. It's time to sweat the big stuff. Each week, we speak to industry figureheads at different stages of their journey to understand what it takes to successfully manage your career. Striving and thriving. 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 I'm your host, Laura Johnson, and today I'm lucky enough to have Hope Dawson as my wonderful co-host. Today we're joined by Amy Cottrell, a global talent acquisition leader at XRAF. Can you tell us a little bit about your career and your career background to date? Yeah, so I'm the talent acquisition lead at XREF. So my kind of journey to kind of where I am now, I started in recruitment in 2013 in Sydney, and that was an agency. So I was in in agency recruitment for just about four years, and that was in the insurance industry. So I kind of started as an associate consultant, not having any recruitment or really insurance experience before so just kind of learning the ropes from that doing a full 360 degree recruitment role and then whilst my time there I moved into a senior consultant role which was more of a focus on still billing but also mentoring junior members of the team which then led to a team lead role which I did for about a year and a team of four in total then had a little break and travel around South America, came back, knew I wanted to somehow stay within the HR and recruitment industry because it felt like I built a network and I knew it and I enjoyed the, 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 the industry, but I wanted to focus more on like relationship management focus of a role. So I moved to XREF, which is a HR tech organization, and I moved into an account management role there. So managing existing um, clients and their relationships and, and growing their, their usage. I did that for a year. And after really kind of strengthening connections with TA managers, TA leads, HR directors, I'd always had this niggle since leaving agency that I wanted to try talent acquisition, internal recruitment there as well. So that kind of just grew more and more within that year doing account management. And then I was lucky enough that a role within XREF was created around the time that I started to really wanted to to explore that to start a talent acquisition function within XREF, which we hadn't had before. So for the past two years, I've been building that up by myself from scratch. So we didn't have an ATS or anything in there previously. So that's what I've been doing for the, the last two years. And I recruit across um, North America, Europe, and the Australia, New Zealand region. Awesome. So I guess as the single person, as the uh, whole mm. department, what does your average working day look like? Yeah. So average day, depending on now, so you kind of working from home office split tends to be whatever task or whatever I need to do first thing in the morning, which I know I'm probably going to procrastinate with. And for me, that tends to be that kind of candidate outreach and searching on say LinkedIn or wherever there. So I know from past experience for many years that that is a thing that if I leave later on until the end of the day, I will just kind of put it off and put it off and think, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. So I'll just kind of leave that and then kind of slip. So I know if I've got that to do or anything else similar, I'll do that at the beginning of the day, get that done. Once that's done, then my day just kind of flows nice and kind of freely there. So I tend to try and get the majority of when we're recruiting those roles, recruiting activity done in the morning. And if it's a bit quieter around there as well, it's looking at what strategy we might be trying to implement, whether that's 
kind of building career pages, what we've done recently, or looking at onboarding uh, or more of the capability function there. So try and get done the one thing that I know I'm going to put off or, or maybe enjoy the least about the role and um, get that done first thing in the morning. So it's done. And then the day tends to kind of flow from there. I like that. I feel like I need to do that more often. And then I guess in terms of setting yourself real, realistic expectations, how do you hear about that? Yeah, it's it's definitely been trial and error, I think, throughout the years with that. So I'm a natural people pleaser and it's taken me a while to be able to realistically give expectations to other people that say my manager or other stakeholders, if, you know, if they ask for something or we need to do this, we need to do that. I used to just say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get that done. Yeah. We'll get that done. And then I'd look at what I have to do and I'd be so overwhelmed. And my old manager, when I was an agency, that happened quite a lot. If I'd get so many roles on um, and so forth, I'd go to him and be like, oh my God, I'm so like, I've got this and don't know what to do. And blah, blah, blah. And what am I going to do? I've just got so much on, I've got so much on. And he'd just like, take a step back breathe and what's you know what's priority what's what's important here get those done first have that kind of make you know physically write that out if you need to so I tend to do that now which massively massively helps me day to day so if I have something like a new task or new actionable or something that I need to do for someone else rather than and it's still a work in progress I don't do it every time but I try and be mindful of saying okay don't just say yep cool let's get that done it's okay let me just check where i'm gonna be able to fit that in obviously it's a pro if it's a priority it'll go higher up the, the scale there but just to be able to then go okay yeah this is where realistically we can fit this in and i'll get this done by or try and get this done by xyz rather than yep yeah, we'll do everything and then i'm at panic stations of how do I, you know, I'm not managing this. How do I, you know, how am I going to get everything done? I'm pleasing everyone really except myself, <laughs> which then obviously is a kind of a waterfall effect onto to what I'm doing. It sounds like you had some really good advice from that manager when obviously when you were going into the room and having those moments where you really needed him to kind of guide you through the next steps. Is there any other good advice that you've received over the last couple of years that, you know, you can talk us through? Yeah, I think one thing, one piece of advice that stuck with me that I, I use day to day is just around time allocated to emails. Again, I'm that type of person. I think, you know, having iPhones and all that kind of smartphones doesn't help with it now in terms of having a, seeing notifications coming through all the time. If I see a notification through, I instantly think, oh, I need to, that's come through. I need to action or I need to have a look at that. So I try and throughout the day, I set kind of certain times where I'll check my emails and I do it throughout the day because I need to check them obviously several times throughout the day, but I'll have time set aside to check through um, emails. And in that time, I'll respond to whatever those emails need to be. So yeah, another old manager had said to me, when you get an email through, don't just start, you know, don't necessarily star it unless you know it's something that you need to think about if you can reply to it then reply to it then otherwise you're going to spend twice the amount of time on that email and obviously it all builds up with the amount of emails that you get coming through by reading it putting it to one side and then opening it again reading it again to then action it reply to it then if it just needs to be like a quick response just once you've read it and you've you're in that time allocated for emails just do it there so if I'm doing um, something that needs my full attention, I turn my notifications off on my phone and on my, my laptop. So I'm not getting distracted because as soon as I see that little thing flash up, I'm like, oh, email might need my attention. And the majority of the time, it's not something that 
I need to respond to right then and there in that moment. So that has been something that, again, day to day, I try and stick to, which just helps, again, be able to kind of stick to what I'm doing, but also not kind of waste too much time on going back and forth, looking at emails, going out of them, going in of them, going out of them. I remember you saying that last week and I I started trying to implement this this week because I think it's such a good tip. I just tend to save mine in folders to think that they're just going to magically sort themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I go into that folder, I'm like, wow, that's six months old, that email. I mean, I've definitely answered it now, but why is it still there? It's a bit chaotic. You find those folders as well and you're like, what is that folder? Yeah. What is in there? Yeah, I haven't gone into it for for so, so long. Exactly, yeah. I definitely need to take that tip on, 100%. Uh, I guess going back to the fact that it's just you in a department, how do you stay on top of kind of what's happening in the industry, what you should be doing, what's best practice? Yeah, so two things that have really helped me, you said being kind of the sole person in, in the company, in talent acquisition. One is just being on top of and putting effort and, you know, making sure you've got a network of people around you in, in like positions. So I'm fortunate enough to be a part of a Slack group for talent acquisition tech professionals around Australia and that has been so beneficial and I had that pretty much from day when I was um, introduced to that group and a lot of people are similar there might be the only person in that in that group there so there's there's different channels in terms of you know asking for you know HR tech advisors anyone used this before has anyone had a quote from them what's this look like someone found this beneficial you know what is have have people gone around before building salary bandings just and anything that you might have a question of especially when you know I hadn't done talent acquisition before so it was everything was brand new to me apart from the recruiting perspective but the whole strategy and building everything up being able to feel I guess safely be able to feel feel that you can ask those questions and there's people in there with so much experience so being able to get and everyone wants to help each other on there as well which I found which is great so that's been invaluable in terms of just being in a a network and making the effort to be a part of a network of um, people who can help you also as well I rely on newsletters some occasional podcasts but more so newsletters I have subscribed to Hung Lee's Brain Food and that's the one that I find I get the most out of every week I think the content that he creates every week and he collects from you know all all over the globe around talent acquisition has been really beneficial for me in terms of it might not be something that I'm working on at the moment it might just be like a thought kind of process or spark something for me to think about something that I'm doing in a different way or just to see what's going on out there and what the hot topics and what trends are there's always something in there that I find really useful and really interesting that I can implement and get you know get something out of there and feel like I'm on top of of what's going on amazing just kind of linking back to a few things it's really important I feel that all of us to have that network mentorship someone that we can lean on if we need to get any advice sounds like you get that with your slack group which is fantastic when going back to when you were a mentor can you give us kind of any advice on that any advice to people that want to look to get a mentor and what they need to bring to the table to get the benefit out of it yeah, I think mine was like in, a, in an informal setting for, for when I was being a mentor to, to more kind of junior members of, of the team there. And I think if, you see, if you're seeking out a mentor, I think it's really, you know, if you've got one, you go for your first session, I think it's really valuable for yourself to be able to, to, to know what you want out of it for yourself rather than turning up and thinking, well, this person's going to be able to help me and give me, give me wise kind of advice. And they can only do that if they know, you know, in, in terms of what, 
what you're what you're looking for and what what you're after so I think definitely make sure and, and just do a bit of work yourself prior to think okay what am I wanting out of this why have I why am I seeking out a mentor why am I seeking out someone who can help me in what way can they help me is it general career advice is it I'm getting stuck in this you know is public speaking is it being able to you know and leadership there being able to progress to the next you know step of my career whatever that might look like so I think it's really valuable when you are looking to to know what you're wanting to get out of it and not just seeing it as a one-way kind of dialogue and streets I think it's always my experience it's a two-way dialogue with them that the mentor equally receives just as much benefit uh, benefit from the mentee there as well so I think be prepared know what you want to get out of the session but also kind of go into it open as well it might not be what you think in terms of help me help you know just give me your wisdom give me your advice it's much more of that kind of conversational dialogue to help you and to help them get to where you both want to be I think that's really great and I think it kind of ties into Neil said something similar around kind of just accepting other people's opinions on it so like going in and Mm. not expecting them to just give you an answer it's just their opinion on it and like that's great and you can you need to take what you can from it but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the answer like they can't give you the holy grail to something yeah no 100% agree with that and I think people can easily get you know we want to not do the hard work ourselves sometimes um, and completely guilty of that myself and think oh this person's gonna be able to tell me and I will take that but their opinion and their what they have to say is also from their experience which and their journey which isn't always your journey there as well so I think going in knowing I'm going to get some great advice but it's not I said it's not the holy grail it's not the answer there is no one answer there's different perspectives and it's about getting and building yourself up with not necessarily as many but different perspectives so you can go in having a wider kind of vision of of what you're after and what you're looking for than maybe just that one or just yourself where you might be kind of feeling like you don't have as much experience to be able to to get that so I think it's just keeping keeping that in mind 100% definitely and I think like and I'm sure like we've all been in single person departments before, like when it's just you, sometimes it's really easy just to be like, okay, I just need the answer to this because I just need to do this and then I can move on to the next task yeah. and the next task. So I think you're yeah. right, just kind of taking it all on board and, and going from there. Okay, I think two more questions. Hope's got a great one that she's going to ask you that she's going to love. And then I've got a nice easy one to finish with. Okay. So you've obviously gone through all your experience with us, which is great. Is there anything that's not on your LinkedIn profile or your resume that you can share with us today that has contributed to your career to date? Any life experiences that you can give us? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I think for me, so I'm, I'm, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from the, I'm from the UK. So I've, I've kind of moved to the other side of the world. I did that eight years ago now. And I think for me, the one thing I would say is putting, or for me, putting myself in a position where I take a leap of faith or I move out of my comfort zone into an area or kind of space where I feel like oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. There's a bit of fear, but I'm just going to go with it. So for example, you know, traveling, moving to the other side of the world, um, putting my hand up, say, you know, in, in work to say, yep, yeah, I'll take that on. I've got no idea how to do it. For example, today, I've never done a podcast before, but 
you know, <laughs> there are some wise words from LJ there as well, but going, yeah, do you know what? Why not? Like, just we'll do it. Of course, I've got something to say. So I think that kind of experience that I've had earlier on from traveling got me to, you know, have the guts to move to the other side of the world, which is something that I wanted to, to do and try. And it wasn't to necessarily, again, I didn't have the answer. I wasn't moving here permanently. It was, I'll see how I go. And, and, you know, now it's been eight years. And I think that's definitely been a ripple effect throughout my career to be able to say, yeah, I want to put my hand up for that or yeah, let's give that a go. And I think from those situations and those scenarios, that's where I've had the most invaluable kind of lessons, teachings, where I've got something out of it that stuck with me rather than just what I would have probably done before is just, you know, do something that I think is expected and then just wait for recognition and, you know, go, go, go. In in that way, it's going, no, okay, let's do this. Let's, got no idea what this is going to turn out like, but let's do it. Let's get out of my comfort zone. And I think, I think that would be my number one life lesson that I, that I try and bring across into my, you know, my work kind of day and kind of decisions and, and career decisions there as well. And everyone that I've done, I've never, ever regretted it. So yeah, definitely that. That's I great. That. Yeah. I love that too. Okay. And then last one, who else from like a HR or TA background would you like us to interview? I would really love to hear more from Dean Carter, who's the, I think he's the VP uh, HR director at Patagonia in the States. So I heard him speak beginning of 2020, actually, at a conference in Sydney. And by the end of his talk and his presentation, every person in the room just sat on the edge of their seats, leaning forward, so engaged. I think I heard a few people after being like, oh, you know, see, let's just see if there's any talent acquisition roles available in Patagonia. He, he just captivated the whole audience talking around how Patagonia had built their kind of their, their community for their people, how they hire, what they look, for, you know, what they look for in in candidates. And it's all about making sure that the candidates and the people that they hire, regardless of their their skill and, and, and you know, knowledge, it's are they behind the same vision that we are? If yes, okay, then you get to the next stage. So just how they've shaped it and how they, which is not what you would, you know, think of as the norm, how they've kind of promoted their people, kind of culture, community was, yeah, had everyone on the edge of their edge of their seat. So I'd love to hear more from him. That sounds like an incredible talk. It's amazing as well how much Patagonia gets brought up. Like I had someone the other day recommending that they've got a couple of books and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, they're amazing. They've got, so the, the you know, thinking of them initially, think, you know, it's, it's a clothing brand, but the whole kind of message and everything, actually what they stand for and, and their main kind of vision as a company is, is not around that. It's around, you know, environment and taking a stand and sustainable clothing and, sustainability which is really fascinating when you start reading about them or I just keep keep reading about them as a as a company because I just think they're fascinating okay we're going to leave you there thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it thank you nice to speak to you guys this morning and I'm sure I'll speak to you both soon want to know more about how to get ahead be sure to check out striving.io for career development tools and mentorships to guide you through